Welcome to Spectrum's podcast, Adventist Voices. I'm Alexander Carpenter. This week, I decided to do something a little different, even experimental. As you know, Spectrum has contributed an incredible amount of scholarship to the Adventist conversation for over 50 years, and in addition to that, has always championed the visual arts and music, a part that hasn't gotten as much attention is poetry. And so we're going to rectify that a little bit here by reading four poems. In fact, the first four poems that appear in the pages of Spectrum, one in each of the first four issues published in 1969. The poets are Ben Jakes, Isaac Johnson, James Laundis. Did you know he was a poet? And finally, they published a poem by Frederick Nietzsche in the fourth issue of Spectrum. They were a radical crew back in those days. In addition to that, I want to pay tribute to a member of the Spectrum community that passed away about a month ago, and that is Richard Ritland, a great scientist and thought leader in Adventism. So I'll read um, a paragraph from one of his early articles actually published in the second issue of Spectrum. So if you're willing to do something a little avant-garde in Adventism, please join me. Into the Stone Mountain by Ben Jakes, published in the first issue of Spectrum, winter 1969. I have thought of the old Moses going up into the stone mountain, his hands in crags pulling his tired body. Always it was there the voice spoke to him and to the children in the tents below, giving them water and words to live by in the desert. And I know the mountain is the holy sacrament of God into whose body on the last day he went up seeking pure similes. Somehow it's not right we should follow, yet I climb up, crying out, Moses! From which stone did you peer into his form? So long he turned and showed his face. Prayer by Isaac Johnson In the second issue of Spectrum, the spring of 1969. Give us the word, O lay down the law unto us, O lay down the law unto us, Pour us into the divine mold. Stamp upon us the divine impression. Make us divine interchangeable parts. O standardize us. Release us from the cruel necessity of grappling with diversity. And when we have been stamped, and when we have been molded, and when we have been polished into the similitude of a palace, O assemble us. O put us each into his rightful place. O fit us each into his proper niche that we may remain fitted and put, grounded and immovable, forever and ever. Amen. Our third poem is by James J. Laundis, The Silent Word, published 
in the third issue of Spectrum, summer 1969. Rusted peaks and green valleys witness the covenant then and are here now. Would God again split rocks, divide waters, tear the earth? All alone you are into the wind, the stationary figure in the swirling dust and blowing mantle, challenger of kings and gods, in the name of Yahweh. The crack of lightning answers the whispered prayer, not throats hoarse from screaming or bodies crisscrossed with blood. You taunted them well. After all, courage was your virtue. Where then did you learn to run, Elijah? Run from a woman and from Yahweh. Had you forgotten the whisper, the quiet voice? Had you become deaf to God? Only one voice, one voice you hear, shrill and vengeful, pursuing you into the wilderness. How have you forgotten? Fire and earthquake make you listen, not the whisper. Sky thunder and jet whine, volcano rumble and tractor scrape, we hear distinctly. We listen to threats of war and peace and elections and jazz. Can we hear the voice of morning and twilight, whose microphone is the wind whose platform is the cloud, we, the Elijah. On the death of Richard M. Ritland, Adventist scientist and professor, written by Juanita Ritland. Richard Martin Ritland passed away peacefully in his home on December 13, 2019, in Olympia, Washington. Richard was born in Grants Pass, Oregon, July 3rd, 1925 to Martin and May Ritland and grew up in the Willamette Valley of Oregon. After graduating from Portland Union Academy, he attended Walla Walla College from 1942 to 1946. His early interest in the Bible and nature as ways to know God, know God led him to study both theology and biology. Following graduation, he married a classmate, Juanita Hansen, who shared his interests and goals. While he was attending the SDA Theological Seminary in Washington, D.C., he received a call to teach biology at Atlantic Union College from 1947 to 1954. This led him to pursue graduate work in biology at Oregon State University and later get his Ph.D. at Harvard University. For several years, he taught at Loma Linda University, 1954 to 1960. Richard's concerns about issues in science and religion led him to accept a call to assist in developing a research center, the Geoscience Research Institute, to help with questions facing the church. While there, he led many field trips with students, faculty, and church leaders. In his studies, he was always in search of truth, Wherever it might lead, he expressed many of his thoughts in his book, A Search for Meaning in Nature, Pacific Press, 1970. He returned to teaching at Andrews University in 1971, where he mentored many students. He enjoyed interacting with his students and continually encouraged excellence. In August 1985, Richard directed the Adventist Forum-sponsored Conference on Geology and the Biblical Record, 
held in West Yellowstone, Montana. Richard was devoted to his family and enjoyed sharing his love of nature with them. Retirement allowed him to travel to many parts of the world, observing and studying birds and other wildlife. It's been remarked that Richard's friends and colleagues will remember a great man whose influence stretched far wider than he ever knew. Richard is survived by his wife Juanita, daughter Beth and husband Fred Barrett, and son Stephen and wife Wendy, Stanley and wife Alice, John and wife Sandra, and Forrest and wife Kathleen. Now I'm going to read from his first issue, uh, his first article published in the second issue of Spectrum. The title of it is The Nature of the Fossil Record in the Rocks of Eastern Oregon by Richard M. Ritland. The spring issue, 1969. And I'll just be reading the last paragraph where he kind of summarizes his thoughts after he does an extensive review of the fossil record in Oregon. What does all of this have to do with the fossil record and origins? Simply this. When I study the record of the rocks, I find there an order of nature in both the inanimate and the living world similar to that which exists on the earth today. Someone has said, we are reading the first verse of the first chapter of a book whose pages are infinite. Yet in this verse is revealed to me the undisputed work of a creator, a revelation no less magnificent than that which is given in the early verses of the sacred scriptures. Our final poem in this avant-garde journey through Adventist poetry is actually not by an Adventist. It's by Frederick Nietzsche. He wrote it in 1888, and it's part of his final work, Ecce Homo, which is a Latin phrase that gets used in art history as a moment when Jesus receives his crown of thorns and is presented toward the mob, and Pilate says, Behold the man. The title of this poem is In Lonesomeness, and it appears in the fourth issue of Spectrum from autumn 1969. And I kind of wonder why the editors chose to have this printed in the journal. The cawing crows, townwards on whirring pinions roam. Soon come the snows, thrice happy now who hath a home. Fast rooted there, thou gazest backwards, oh how long! Thou fool, why dare, ere winter come, this world of wrong, this world agate, to myriad deserts dumb and hoar, who lost through fate what thou hast lost shall rest no more. Now standest thou pale, a frozen pilgrimage thy doom, like smoke whose trail cold and still colder skies consume. Fly, bird, and screech, like desert fowl thy song apart. Hide out of reach, fool, in grim ice thy bleeding heart. The cawing crows, townwards, on whirring pinions roam, Soon come the snows, woe unto him 
who hath no home. Thanks a lot for joining me. And I'd love to get your feedback on this uh, exploration of poetry in the pages of Spectrum. Also, we've got some uh, great episodes coming up, including an interview with an Adventist legend. And then moving into the summer, we will be at the General Conference session, podcasting often during that week and a half or so. And uh, we plan to bring you news, some long-form interviews with some journalists, and um, also um, invite authors to come and talk to us as well. So that's going to be a really fun time, a painful time, and uh, I hope that I get to share the journey with uh, all of you. So please join me. Uh, Don't forget to subscribe. Visit Spectrum as often as you can. And I thank you very much for your support. Yes, I knew Sister White. We will not fear. The kingdom is alive. The kingdom's on the move with the poor and the meek and the hungry.